You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast, episode number 19 with Lauren Perry, owner of City Cycle. You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast, where women come together for powerful conversations around life and leadership. Each episode will bring you conversations with incredible women in leadership, tools you need as a badass female pioneer, and spicy topics around business and leadership. I am your host, Heather Simpson. My mission is to educate and empower women in leadership positions, taking them to the next level in their journey and career. Welcome to She Leads Me. Hello, She Leaders, Heather Simpson. Hey, I have a question for you. How many times have you gone to either a fitness class or a restaurant maybe, or somewhere where you were supposed to go have an experience? And how many times have you left that place thinking of ideas that could have made it better, thinking of a way for you to have a better experience within inside that restaurant and the service that you were given or inside that fitness class or what have you. I know so many of us do, right? That's natural. It's natural for us to reflect on our experience and then we just kind of problem solve, right? We think of different ways to make that better. But how many of us actually take action to make that happen? Not a lot, but I can tell you that today's guest, Lauren Perry, who owns City Cycle Seattle, did just that. Lauren found a love and a passion for attending indoor cycling classes and overall fitness, but found herself not having the experience that she wanted, not truly being able to walk out of that door and feel connected to a community of people. And she started to think of ways that she could do it better. And she kept thinking and going and thinking and going. And eventually one day she decided to open up her own studio and she made it happen. Now, let me just tell you that the fact that 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 alone scares so many people, right? It stops us from moving forward. The fear of failure, the fear of I don't know what I'm doing. But not only did she do it and do it successfully, She did it without having a network here. She did it without even being like a Washington homegrown person. She said she moved here from another state and didn't have a lifetime of a community of people and didn't have years and years of experience running businesses. But she tapped into intuition. She tapped into her her experiences and she tapped into her core values and beliefs and created something remarkable for both clients and employees alike. I am really excited to introduce to you Lauren's story for you to hear how she built her business. And then also, I am excited because Lauren's going to actually join us on stage in Seattle at our women's leadership event, March 14th and 15th, to tell us more and to dive deeper into her story about what it takes, what it actually takes to step into leadership and how hard it truly is. But the things that she did to overcome any of the hard times, any of the fear, any of the challenges in opening and running a successful business. 
They have just celebrated their second year and they're starting their third and we are excited to support them. If you're in the Seattle area, you definitely need to check it out. You need to check out their website. They give you your first ride free. You are going to love hearing from her today. You're going to love hearing about her community and her culture that she is building. And I'm really excited to introduce to you Miss Lauren Perry. Hello, Lauren. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I am so good. Thank you for being here as part of our She Leads Me podcast. I'm really excited for our listeners to get to know you, hear your journey, hear your story from somebody that's local to our area in the Pacific Northwest. Yes, I am so excited to be with you guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to connect with you. Um, I'm super excited. Good. Awesome. So are we. So let's start with, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. So my name is Lauren Perry. Um, I was born and raised in Anchorage, Alaska. I lived there um, until I left for college. So I went to Washington State for college. Uh, go Cougs. Yeah. <laughs> and after uh, I graduated, I moved over to Seattle. I just met so many people that went to school there that lived in Seattle. So I knew I didn't want to go home after school. So I moved to Seattle and that was about five years ago. Um, and then I started my own business. I own a indoor cycling studio and we'll be open for two years this upcoming April. Oh my gosh, congratulations. How exciting. I know it is exciting. The time has gone by so fast. I can only imagine. Yeah. In that startup mode, it's kind of like you lose track of the days and weeks and months. (laughs) Right. The time goes by fast. The days go by slow. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So what inspired you to start an indoor cycling studio? I mean, you are from Anchorage, Alaska. Did you attend these types of classes there? Like what, how did this all kind of come about? Sure. That's a great question. Um, And no, I had never really been to the type of classes that we have at City Cycle before. Um, I just have always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Before I fell in love with cycling, I knew that I wanted to have my own business. I just wasn't super passionate about one thing. So after I graduated from college, um, I worked a couple jobs doing event planning. um, And I just felt like you know, I wasn't feeling fulfilled in those jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel passionate. I felt like the work we were doing didn't necessarily, not that it didn't matter. It just wasn't very important. Sure. Um, so after I worked a couple of years in event planning and uh, for a couple different companies, um, I just decided that I couldn't do it anymore. And I wanted to work at a job where I wanted to wake up in the morning. Um, I knew that I couldn't sit at a desk from nine to five. That's just not my personality. And I felt like um, that's just not where I kind of came alive. So um, once I was in that point, I, my focus kind of shifted to fitness and I've always been someone who's enjoyed working out. Um, it's been necessary to stay fit, to stay healthy. So I've always enjoyed it. Um, and I particularly fell in love with cycling because I hate running. (laughs) I hate doing it. I think it's boring. I just have a bad body type where I'm really tall. Um, so I was never good at running. So I always love cycling. Um, and so after I kind of decided that I was looking for a shift in my career, I was really starting to hone in on these cycle classes and these studios that I would go to. 
Um, and I would start going four or five times a week to these studios around the city. And I started to notice that they were kind of creating this environment that was super exclusive, right? Mm -hmm. I was going there maybe four or five times a week, yet I felt super excluded because I didn't sit in the front row or I didn't ride you know, the whole class in my sports bra, or I wasn't, you know, chummy with the instructor. So I just felt like, you know, there's something wrong about this, a fitness studio that's making me feel insecure, right? Or bad about myself. And I just felt like that was so twisted, right? There's so many women out there that are intimidated by the fitness environment. Mm -hmm. Um, and it shouldn't be that way, right? So I knew that I couldn't be the only one that was feeling this way. Um, and that's kind of what sparked that passion to start my business. I said, I want to start a studio where you're greeted when you walk in. People know your name, whether you you know are in the best shape or the worst, whatever. You're just coming to have fun, to improve your body, your mind, Um and so that's kind of the principles that I built my studio off of. Love it. So uh, you talk about that like it's so was like so seamless for you. Like, oh, I yeah. had this experience and I just started this business. Right. <laughs> but I, with a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to, people that start businesses, there is this fear factor that they have to get over. And there's also people that just would have the experience that you had, but then choose to either go find a class somewhere else, skip it all together, find something different, maybe try to pick up running again, right? Like, right. so talk us a little bit through that actual process for you. Did it take a long time for you to make that decision? Did you have any fear? What, what was that? Yeah, like? It's a great question. Um, so after I was noticing this kind of, you know, exclusivity that these, ex these studios were building their brands off of, um, I just thought, you know, I could do this a little bit better. And, and then not only that vibe, but I would start to sit in class and, and kind of say, oh, you know, she did a sprint right there. I feel like I would rather do a hill. So I started to really shift my mindset as I was becoming the instructor of the class as I was mm -hmm. taking it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I, I worked in another off office setting after that. So and I would talk with my mom. I would say, mom, you know, I have this idea of this, of the studio and we would talk about it. And then I'd kind of let it go. And a couple months would go by and I would be applying for more jobs. And then I'd come back to it and I'd say, well, you know, I really want to do this. Maybe I could. And I went back and forth on that for probably another year. And finally I just said, you know, I'm going to take this more seriously. This is actually something I really want to do. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I would go to these studios and I'd take class and I'd sit down and I would count how many people were in the class. I would count how many bikes they had. I would count how much they were charging for class. And I would do this anywhere I went. Any city that I traveled, I would go work out at studios, not just cycling. Um, and I figured out that, you know, wow, some of these studios are doing, you know, over a million dollars in revenue. Like there wow. is money to be made here. Um, and I just said, I could do it so much better than, than what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. So once I kind of sat down and figured out from a financial point that it does make sense, um, and it's not just, you know, a passion or a hobby, I could truly turn this into a career. That's kind of when the gears shifted. Mm -hmm. So from that point where I said, you know, I'm going to do this full force to the day I opened the doors, it was probably two years. Okay. Wow. Well, that's still, 
I mean, pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And That's you really know what? Great. Yeah. It, there were a lot of struggles along the way and mm-hmm. I had a lot of amazing influential people in my life. My mom, I was able to work with a fitness consultant along the way. Um, and those people really helped me cut down that time yeah. that it takes to launch a business. That's so important. That support system, whether it's professional or personal support, right? You have to have a well-rounded balance of people right. that are there for you when you're starting to doubt yourself or when other unqualified people start to doubt you, right? I think that is so important that you, you have somebody in your corner that says, you know, I will not let you fail. Mm -hmm. And if you do, you know, we'll get back up and turn it into something else. And that was kind of the safety net of, um, you know, I've got everybody behind me. So I wasn't as scared of failure because I felt so supported, not only from my family, but also from Lululemon, who has been an amazing company um, to me and to my business. And in general, I've talked to a lot of other people who own businesses in the fitness industry. And Lululemon is such an amazing group of people, no matter where you go. And they're also, you know, they give you that that safety net of we're here to support you. We're going to make sure you don't fail. We're going to come to your classes. We're going to post it at our, at our store. We're going to post it on our social media. Um, and at the time when they started doing that, I didn't know them very well. I would just come to the store and, and then I would find myself just, you know, ranting about city cycle (laughs) to everybody. (laughs) Um, so they have also been super supportive and they do that in every city at every store. That's amazing. So two years in the making, you open up your doors. Was it what you expected it to be? Did you then kind of go through a, a, like a shift and transition of like of, of any more doubt? Because some people do, right? Where they go through the process and they open the doors and maybe it takes longer to build their following or right. don't have the numbers that they thought that they would have. Did you have that experience at all? Yes. Um, the first year was super challenging. And I think something that I underestimated was, um, in general, how much work it was, Mm -hmm. but the fact that it was a physical job as well as mental. So I was teaching maybe when we opened five times a week. Um, so my body was tired. And then after I had to, you know, do these workouts, then I had to stay and put in a 12 hour work day. Mm-hmm. So not only was it mental, it was physical on my body. I was exhausted. Um, mm-hmm. And you're just running off of adrenaline kind of in the first six months. And um, you're just trying to keep your head above water. Mm-hmm. You're saying yes to everything, right? You don't, you don't want to pass anything up. You want everybody in the door. Um, so for that first six months, I really was just trying to keep my head above water and I was really exhausted. Yeah. And now you have a fabulous place. You guys are just about to celebrate your second birthday. You have a good following. You've built the culture that you've wanted to build and yes. everything is going so great. Do you guys have future plans of additional locations or do you have, what's the, what's the yeah. future of City Cycle looks like? Yeah, we don't, I don't have any plans for um, a second location as of now. Um, I think I never had plans for it to be huge, right? I, I never sat down and said, I want to eventually have, you know, 20 locations all over Seattle or all over the U.S. 
I always had a vision for City Cycle for it to stay small. And I think that's what makes us so special mm-hmm. is that we're able to control every interaction. We're able to make adjustments that other studios aren't, right? Um, with these big corporations, if you're, you know, you're pregnant or there's an emergency, your husband broke his leg or something, you can't make it to class. Um, some of these studios are, you know, so sorry, nothing we can do. Um, but with our studio, we're so small. We know all of our writers. We're able to make those exceptions for people. And I think that's what makes us different. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm holding on to that small vibe. Um, that's the vision that I have for City Cycle. So maybe that means one more location. Maybe that means two more. Um, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Right now, I just am really enjoying getting our studio to 100%. And mm-hmm. when I feel like, you know, we're at that 100%. That's when I would focus on opening another studio. But there are a few more things that I would like to see grow at our first location. Right. I do love what I'm hearing in the sense that you have completely identified what you've wanted, right? As opposed to letting the direction of other people tell you what you want or what you should be doing. Right which is so important in business to have that clarity and to know, you know, where your boundaries are because that's where a lot of people continue and then they get burnt out doing their own thing. Totally. Yes. And that's, that's super important when you're first starting your business is to sit down and decide, you know, who you are, what you are and why you want those things for the business. Um, When you start out with uncertainty you know, everybody's throwing advice at you. Your friends, your family, um, other people in the industry are telling you what they think you should be doing. And if you're not 100% concrete, you have your principles, it's easy to take advice from everybody. And then all of a sudden you have this brand that doesn't have a backbone, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can be swayed either way very easily. Um, and while advice is good, you want to listen to it, you have to decide what you're going to hold on to and what you're not. Right. That's so, I love what you just said, stay concrete in your principles and in your values because yes. those things won't change, right? Or they shouldn't change. Like if you're right. building that business authentic to you and what you want and then the process and how you accomplish those principles and values may change, but that never does. And that is, yeah, your foundation and your backbone. That's amazing. Yeah. So walk us through a class. Like if I'm a first time person, let's say I've never been to an indoor cycling studio before in my life. What do I expect when I walk in the doors of City Cycle? You can expect loud music right away um, and to be greeted by someone. (laughs) For someone to, you know, look you in the eyes and say hello. We don't use any iPads or anything like that to check people in. So we want that interaction. Um, We want to know your name. If you you know, live in the area, that kind of stuff. I've cycled before. Um, And then we give tours to everybody of our studio. Again, it's not crazy big, um, but we've got lockers and showers and all that. Um, And then we set you up on your bike, making sure, you know, everything feels great. And um, we have a cycle room that is dark and it has lighting kind of like a nightclub feel. So we keep the lights down low and the music up high is kind of our motto, turn it up. So um, you can kind of just let go of judgment while you're there. You know, we keep it dark because it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's about 
feeling the music. It's about moving together with a group of people, um, working hard and knowing that that means something different to each person. So it's kind of just your moment to let go, to get into the music and, um, to work really hard. You'll get a great workout for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I'm excited to come try a class soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of jam. We need that some, like something like that in our area. I know we're a right. little further north than you. Um, so you are somebody that has found their calling and their niche for what they want to be doing in life very early on, right? Like a lot of people hit this stage and they're maybe 40s, 50s, like they finally figure it out. <laughs> sure, yeah. Has there been anything that has been help in finding your path and your journey? Like, have there been any books or resources that have been key for you? Or did you just have the intuition and know? You know, I, I've been recently getting into podcasts and books more and more. But when I first started out, um, I wasn't so much, I kind of was just drawn to this. And and I know it sounds corny, but I truly did have that kind of aha moment where I just said, this is what I want to do. You know, this is what I'm meant to do. And I, I truly find happiness from inspiring other people. And that could be through, you know, anything. It just so happens that my career is in fitness and we're using cycle classes to make that inspiration. But I truly just enjoy connecting with people, meeting people. I enjoy being around new people. Um, And then using music and fitness on top of that is just icing on the cake because it makes you feel better the more you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I know it sounds a little corny, but it, it truly was that moment where it was like, this is it. Yeah. You you touched on it a little bit a, a minute ago where you do have this one side that is the client side, that is the face of the company, that is the public eye, who you are, how you engage with the clients, the experience that they have. But now you are a leader of a company. You have employees. You have people that you have to be accountable to. How's that journey been for you? You, you knew what you wanted to create on the client side and then now you have employees and people that you have to lead. Mm-hmm. How has how's that journey been, that leadership journey for you stepping into that role as well? Did you anticipate it? Uh, some people just think about the client interface, right? And then it's like, right. oh yeah, I have to be a manager now and a leader. <laughs> right. You, yeah, that has yeah. been um, a huge challenge. And I would say that's the hardest part of creating a business. Um, and one like this, especially where you can't do it alone, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have over 30 classes a week. We have a staff of about 25 people. So there's just no way I could do it by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So finding the right people has been the most challenging part, right? You have this brand that you build from scratch. It's your whole entire life. You live, breathe, think about it every second of every day. And then you have to find people where it's their part-time job or it's their side hustle, whatever you want to call it. Um, So finding the right people for that is super challenging and super important. Um, These people are there when you're not, right? They're interacting with people when you're not. So sometimes, right, that brings you a lot of stress. But if you find the right people, um, 
it's amazing. Our managing our team, which has been growing um, immensely, is also a huge challenge. I think the first year that we were open, we we were just focusing on consistency and getting people in the door, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what it takes, just get people in the door and make sure they have an amazing experience their first time. Um, and then the second year that we've been open has shifted to growing the company. Mm-hmm. So, um, and growing the brand, that means adding more classes. That means our staff is growing. So, you know, training them, um, leading them, that becomes a bigger focus as, as time goes on. And that's a huge challenge. Um, reading people, you know, everyone's different. So meeting people on the same page is super important. Um, valuing people for what they offer is super important. And, you know, no one has to be there, right? I mean, this is everyone's second, maybe third job, and they're doing it because they want to. So that creates a vibe and an energy at the studio that is huge and makes you stand out from other businesses. Um, So holding on to that that energy that people want to be there, um, they don't have to be there, and and bringing that energy every day, um, that's huge. And it also makes it challenging, right? Um, it's not everybody's first priority. And it's hard to meet people at that page because it's your entire life. Right. So you kind of like, why are we, you know, why isn't this in the top of your priority list? And you're like, Oh yeah, they have a life. They have kids. Yeah. They have kids. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a very big challenge. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that balance. You teach, you manage, you have your own personal life as well. What does a day in the life of Lauren Perry look like? Yeah, balance is huge. Um, so usually I teach about about six times, six or seven times a week. Okay. So um, each day that changes. So this morning I taught a class at 7 a.m. Um, and then I'll kind of come home, shower, and then I run a lot of other aspects of the business besides being there and interacting with people. Um, I built the brand, so I, I'm always working on branding, the marketing, our social media accounts, creating content for that. Um, sitting on our email marketing. Um, I do all the scheduling for the instructors. So that's always a big moving puzzle. Um, I do all the retail, ordering clothes and all that kind of stuff that we sell, training our instructors, um, you know, any kind of maintenance around the studio and, and just managing people, managing a big team of, you know, we have about 24 people. Um, so that always comes with curveballs, right? Every day looks different. Um, I'll get a text that says, Hey, you know, I'm not feeling well. I can't teach today. So shifting around the schedule, there's always something that's moving around. No two days look the same. Yeah. Um, and then I really enjoy working out. So I like to go to other gyms and connect with people and meet new people that are also in the industry. So I usually try to work out at other gyms three or four times a week. In addition to my, my cycle schedule, Um, and then also I try to find time by myself, um, to where I can just do whatever. Sometimes I'll take that time to plan out the social media, or sometimes I'll take that time to just lay down or take a nap, um, prioritizing that time and setting limits and boundaries of, 
of where you're going to say, no, I can't do that today. Or, you know, being okay with saying no, Mm -hmm. um, and not having to explain yourself in those moments, I think is super important too. So I try to work a little bit of that into my day as well. Yeah. So you only have about, you know, 52 hats that you wear every single day. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just a couple. (laughs) Just a few. (laughs) Well, I am, this has been so great. I love what you're doing. I love the focus that you have. I love the classes that you're putting together and the business that you're building. And it sounds like both clients and employees and, you know, the public alike, everybody's just really loving it. So first of all, thank you for stepping into that leadership and doing that for your community because it sounds like it's so valuable to them. It is. The community that we've created is so amazing. The riders that come in there and have become each other's friends, uh, it's so special. That's what what makes it so easy to wake up at 4.30 in the morning sometimes is, you know, those people that have made those connections, watching people grow, you know, people that that start coming to the studio and they sit in the back and now they sit in the front row or they've lost 30 pounds or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, The community that we have is so special and that's where your focus as a business owner should be right in the first year, you should focus on building a community of people that need each other and that interact with each other. And in the second year, your revenue will reflect the community that you've built. Mm -hmm. Yes. How amazing. And what a huge part of people's life you are, right? As health and wellness is on everybody's mind, right? Constantly. It's the, whether it's losing weight or just being healthier or toning or whatever, there's always some aspect and you are a huge key to that for your community. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that I wanted out of a career, right? I wanted to do something that mattered. Um, even if it's just in a small corner of a small neighborhood in Seattle, something that actually betters people's lives and something that I want to wake up and go to, um, that was something that I wanted to create. So, yeah. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing to make a big impact, like in proving that. I love that. So to wrap up, what would be your three tips of advice that you would give our listeners for standing in that leadership and that authenticity? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say number one is valuing the people around you, right? Being very aware of who's around you, who you hang out with, who you spend your free time with, who's on your staff at your, your company, um, and valuing those people, letting them know that you value them, um, focusing on them, and in turn, that will make you a better leader. When you kind of take the focus off of, you know, here's me and this is my company, it's kind of shifts that to here is you and we're sharing this together and I appreciate you kind of vibe. Um, And second, I would say that we talked about setting boundaries and limits for yourself. Um, I think as entrepreneurs and as women, we want to be the best at everything and do everything. Um, And in the first year, I really did that. I was running around like crazy, teaching all these classes, um, you know, trying to make time in my, my personal life and my dating life and all that. Um, and I just was so tired and I would, you know, if I'm teaching nine times a week, then our social media would suffer. Or if I'm just focused on the business, 
I didn't spend enough time making my playlist and my classes suffer. Right. So it was kind of this push pull all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so setting boundaries, um, for yourself so that in the moments that you're needed, you're present, you show up sharper, better prepared. So definitely setting boundaries is super important. Um, and then I think practicing gratitude as a leader is super important. Taking moments to just be thankful for where you are, um, especially in fitness. Every day I give gratitude to my body. Not that I'm the most athletic person, but I'm thankful that I am able to move in the way that I am. And I'm thankful for my health, for my business, even on the worst days. Um, so I think practicing gratitude puts everything in perspective when you're really tired or you don't want to show up one day or you've just, you've just been run into the ground. Um, if you shift your mindset to just being grateful to be alive and be healthy, um, it kind of puts everything in perspective for you. Incredible. Those are amazing tips of advice. I know our listeners will be so happy about that and they will want to be connecting with you. So how can people connect with you from here to learn more, to check out classes, just uh, be engaged? So the studio City Cycle is uh, my cycle studio. It's in Greenwood, Seattle. And um, our website is just city, citycycleseattle.com. Um, and that's where you can go to register for a class. Your first class is free. And then um, our Instagram is at CityCycleSeattle. And then my name is Lauren Perry. My Instagram is Lauren Taylor Perry. And then next month, I will be launching a blog as well. It's called Don't Sweat It. Um, And it's just kind of about my endeavors a little bit um, as a woman in leadership, running a business, fitness, um, and kind of lessons learned. Great. That sounds exciting. We're excited to check that out and can, can continue to follow your story and maybe do a check-in a little bit later. Maybe we'll do an update after another year great. and see how see City Cycle's going. Yes. I'm excited to see uh, where it's going. Um, I know that it will definitely be way different than it is right now as we are very different than we were a year ago. Right. The constant evolution. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Lauren. Thank you for listening to this episode of the She Leads Me podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share with your fellow female leaders and consider leaving us a five-star review. Also, be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram to get the latest information in the She Leads Me community. See you next time.